So hello everyone, thanks for giving so much love to all the episodes before. I'm here back with Shailaja Mancha. So Shailaja is a psychotherapist, a speaker and a author. Thanks for coming, uh, coming here, joining us today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, so my first question to you is if you can just uh, talk about your background and what you do. Sure. So I am um, a psychologist and a psychotherapist. Uh, and I'm also a teacher in psychotherapy, which means people who wish to become therapists, they, uh, they study with uh, me for a couple of years before they get credentials to be a psychotherapist in the clinical field. Okay. And uh, uh, this is one avatar. The other uh, part of my life is leadership coaching, where I work with business leaders and their teams uh, uh, in order to improve their productivity and uh, effectiveness in their workplace. So that's pretty much, uh, you know, the two aspects or the two dimensions of my work. Okay, uh, so before getting into uh, about Step Up, let's just talk about uh, the journey of psychotherapist. So how did you start, uh, you know, how did you get into uh, being a psych psychotherapist? I think I was always interested in psychology, uh, you know, right from my, uh, you know, right from the days of my graduation. Uh, however, when I studied, uh, uh, you know, uh, psychology further, I studied organizational psychology. And that's how I then developed a career in the corporate world. I used to uh, be head of HR with a software organization here in Bangalore. But on the parallel, I also started volunteering in the field of counseling. And uh, that's personal counseling, individual counseling. And that really got my interest up uh, even further, you know, renewed my interest in psychology. And I started studying again in the year 2000, right? I started uh, uh, studying psychology, picking up skills, and then I did several exams and got credentialed. So now uh, I am a transactional analyst. That's the frame of psychology that I use. And uh, so now it's about 20 years since I've been in that space, actively uh, practicing as well as now I'm also a teacher and a supervisor uh, in this field. Okay, so uh, how hard does it become, uh, like what are the pros and cons of being in psychotherapy? Uh, psychotherapy is not the most, now I think it's very different as in, uh, especially with the younger generation like all of you. I think uh, you understand this profession and the need for uh, being supported, you know, a space to talk about, work through your issues. But if you think of, you know, even 10 or 15 years ago, if you think of a different generation of people, they don't, didn't necessarily understand psychotherapy. Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of stigmas around going and talking about your problems. Yeah, a lot of people think those who go to therapists are crazy people. Right. But there's a big difference between having, uh, you know, being mentally uh, a challenged or unstable person. And there's a different it's very different just being a person with troubles who needs some support. They're two different things. So I think there's a lot of stigma, a lot of misunderstanding of this field. Mm -hmm. And so that poses challenges to us professionals because uh, people don't know what to expect. Yeah. They think that going to a psychotherapist is like going to a doctor, which means uh, you know, you may go and ask for medicines or people think that you go to a doctor just for one visit, right? But psychotherapists yeah. don't work like that. We work over a long period of time, months together and sometimes years together with a client, right? So there is no clarity, I think, in terms of understanding 
what is psychotherapy? What can I get out of it? How does it work? So there's a big uh, part of what we have to do is education. Yeah, educate okay. clients, you know, who come to us, educate why one should do this, educate the value of self-awareness, educate the value of doing this work. So I think that, you know, those kind of challenges are quite significant. Uh, you know, for psychotherapy. Now, I think a, a lot of it is, is changing and it has rapidly changed in the last five or six years. I see a big shift in attitudes uh, now. And I think uh, now that I'm a teacher and I train psychotherapists, I just see a lot of my, uh, you know, people who study with me, they have thriving practices. Yeah, everybody is really, uh, you know, has, has plenty of clients and they're doing good work. So I think there has been a shift over the years. Okay, uh, so next, getting into your book, Step Up. So, how did you go, how did you get into writing? How did I get into writing? I never saw myself as a writer, Lakshit. I didn't know at all that I could write, honestly. Mm -hmm. uh, but I uh, just wanted to say something. I think that's how it started, because for the last ten years, I've been running women-only groups. Right, because uh, uh, I don't know how much you're aware, but we have quite a crisis in the space of women and leadership, in, yeah. not just in India, but even in the world. world there yeah. are very few women leaders at the top. And in India, even more so, there are a lot of challenges. And as a psychologist, I was beginning to see over the groups that I was running that mm -hmm. there were such bright, brilliant career professionals who still mm -hmm. didn't seem to be experiencing success in their careers okay. yeah as women so that's what prompted me to say let me uh, you know let me do more in this area and that's how i started uh, sort of writing uh, and uh, step up is the book of course but step up is also a course it's a four-month leadership program that's available online 100 percent just for women in leadership so it's also a course and it's also a book so i think my book idea came because i just think it increases access for people to to do these reflections to access my work because when i'm a teacher i can meet only a small bunch of people in a workshop yeah. Yeah. right but a book has so much better reach yeah. so it's really just access and reach uh, 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 that i wanted uh, and that's how i wrote the book okay uh, so what were the process of writing for you uh, the process of writing for me was quite a struggle because I think I started and I didn't get anywhere mm -hmm. because, you know, it, 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 I, I haven't really seen myself as being a writer, writer. I don't, you know, I don't have a blog or any of that. Yeah. So I literally just started straight with the book. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I decided was to make it easier for me was I realized that I think well when I speak. Right. So I, I can be very articulate when I speak far more than when I write. And so uh, I decided that I will speak. And as I speak, mm -hmm. what I want to say will emerge rather than struggling and sitting in front of a computer. So uh, I decided to take on, you know, I had somebody supporting me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, who, uh, and we would just have a lot of conversations. We would make notes of those conversations. And in the speaking, I find a chapter would emerge, right? Because I was talking from my experience of so many years. So the stories were inside of me. Okay. Uh, many, many stories of my clients, many stories of people and leaders I've coached. So this is not, uh, how do I say, I didn't have to find it. It's, al it's already there. 
right? So in speaking, I found, uh, you know, big sections of a chapter would just be spoken. And in that process, at the end of those one, one and a half, two hours, uh, it would be clear to me what's the crux of a chapter. And then I would write, uh, you know, so that was the initial process. And uh, as it progressed, I found I didn't need to speak anymore. I didn't need to have those conversations anymore. It would anyway flow, right? So I would just sit down and it would, it would just, uh, uh, yeah, I would just write. Okay, so, so how, how hard was it getting yourself published? Uh, my book isn't self-published. It's published by Sage, which is a very big publication house. Yeah, yeah. I decided to not get self-published because I think... Uh, because I'm writing for business and because I'm writing for, uh, you know, in the space of leadership, uh, I, I, I figured it's very credible to have a proper publisher and go through the due diligence of what publishers do, right? So I went through that track and I decided not to go the self-publishing route. Okay. I think it was interesting because they have their own lens to look at your work. They have their own team, their editors. I mean, so there's a whole team that's backing your work, right? Yeah. So I decided to go uh, to go that route. It 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 wasn't uh, it wasn't difficult at all because Sage is a very uh, I mean they're a very very uh, uh, well known, reputed, and very experienced publishing house. So you know their processes are pretty clear, and you just go through it. Okay. Um, so, uh, like, how like how uh, would you say? Okay, but uh, how? What was the whole story to write Stepper? What was? What is there in the book which uh, we what can explain? Yeah, sure. So you see, I uh, teach um, two frameworks, Lakshit. One uh -huh. is uh, transactional analysis, which is a okay. framework of psychology. Okay. It explains human behavior, personality. It explains, uh, you know, why are we the way we are, right? So it's yeah. it comes from that space. And I also teach another framework called generative leadership. Okay. Uh, and it's a leadership framework that is used uh, for individuals, teams, organizations. Mm -hmm. And it has a separate set of concepts that are very much about being generative as a human being, uh, being able to hold big goals, achieve them, do it. Yeah. And all kinds of concepts connected with helping a person move towards a bigger promise and a bigger goal in life. Okay. So because I teach both, I combine the two, right? And all my work almost always now combines the two. So this is a, there's the deep psychology element. And then there's this whole element of thinking about actions and, you know, how to move towards, uh, you know, being in action in a productive way. Okay. So the book has also both these dimensions because that's who I am now. Uh, and so the book is very much about women and leadership and the difficulties that women have in achieving uh, leadership yeah. because of the social conditioning, familial yeah. conditioning, yeah, a whole lot of influences that happen when uh, girls are brought up. Yeah, because yeah. I think our conditioning is so different. And therefore, this conditioning carries into our life, into our adult life, into our work life. Mm -hmm. And then leadership becomes a challenge because a lot of women are unable to do a set of things. Yeah. Right? So the book really talks about doing this deeper dive into your own psychology to understand what are your limiting patterns? You know, what are you blocked by? How come you're blocked by it? 
you know what kind of messaging and what kind of story about your own life have you written back then like so many years ago yeah, yeah. right which, which is now inhibiting you today mm -hmm. and uh, what are some of the tools to step out of those shadows in order to be successful so the book is really a combination of psychology and leadership practices okay wonderful uh, so yeah. like now uh, what uh, what are like how did it did it affect your mental health when you were writing a book and then getting yourself uh, you know publish uh, you know going to publisher giving you manuscript and you know was it uh, affecting your mental health somehow not at all not at all because i think uh, i i took it very slow though because uh, you know i was uh, you know, I, I, I wrote in 2018, you know, almost 50, 60% of the book. And then I just let it sit there. I continued to work. I revisited the book back in 2019. Uh -huh. You know, then again, I picked it up for three months. I changed things and I completed it. So it was a very, uh, it was a very organic process. I wasn't working with some crazy deadline or any of that. I just allowed uh, all my work to seep into the book. Okay. And uh, when you work with a large publisher, then you have to adhere after that to certain timelines. Yeah. And when you, you know, when you work with a large publisher, it's a it's quite a smooth process. There is no back and forth unnecessarily because they are very structured in the way they approach things. So there were timelines and milestones for everything: milestones for manuscript, milestone for first and second draft, milestone for final you know, yeah. for design, for everything, there is a plan and a milestone. So we pretty much just, you know, it just got delivered as for those milestones. So mm -hmm. uh, I found that life just went on, uh, you know, on the side, there was no question of being worked up or stressed out or anything. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a fully productive year for me. The book was going on on the side and, and you know, work was also going on on the side. Okay. So yeah. what did you learn uh, handling these two things together, being a writing also and doing your uh, normal daily work which you do? I think writing is a challenge. Uh, like for example, now I'm just beginning to work on my second book. Uh, and I haven't got going with it because I just find, you know, in it has to... I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a person where the book has to sit inside of me for some time. I'm not okay. able to just bring it out. Uh -huh. It sits inside. I think it stews in me and cooks inside for some time. But I think there are many kinds of writers. I do think that writing requires some discipline. So I would often write at uh, 3.30 or 4 a.m. in the morning. That was the time when I would write. Uh, typically, I would work from anywhere from 3 o'clock to 6 in the morning. Uh, and I would, you know, I would write. Uh, if not, then I would typically work around uh, maybe 10, 11 a.m. for about one or two hours. And this is when I was not in workshops, when I was not teaching or coaching or, you know, doing other groups. That's Those are the days when this is available. So I think writing needs discipline, which means, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you just have to sit down. Yes. And even if nothing's coming, you have to just mm -hmm. sit down. That's yeah. all. And just do what you have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's, uh, there's nothing romantic or, you know, you know, dreamy about writing. It's uh -huh. such a task. So yeah. I think discipline, you know, having a structure, I think that's what helped me. Um, what did I learn from balancing the two? Really, uh, beyond this, uh, you know, not too much other learning, uh, I think, because... Uh, as a professional working for so many years, I think balancing and juggling many balls in the air is quite a normal thing for a 
for a lot of us who do many things. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I think just the discipline and the value of writing for me, the discipline and value of having a partner, you know, uh, like a listener or someone who's a sounding board. This was also very, very valuable for me. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, so as you mentioned, you, know, you used to get up uh, early in the morning and write, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, like, did it, how, how well did it uh, support your mental health while writing? Because I'm pretty much sure when you get up early, when everything is, uh, when there is peace and nobody's up, uh, Hmm. It is. It is very. It is a crucial time to do good things. So, how well was it? How well did it help you to write in the morning? I found uh, because uh, I think I think personally, I'm somebody who likes a lot of quiet. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. So I don't function with uh, too much noise and disturbances. It doesn't help me. So I think uh, the quiet of the morning is very helpful. And uh, uh, also, I think I, I really had my own space. I mean, typically, <clears throat> like even now, this you know, I'm in my study right now, and I'm just surrounded by at least three, four hundred books right now. So I think when you write, it's just I would just have everything spread out. So I really had my space, and you know, I'm really in that space of <clears throat> comfort, and I can just do what I want. There is no sound. There mm. is quiet. Yeah. Uh, I can just be lost. There, are no, there are no phone calls at that time. Nobody is asking you anything. So I think, I think setting out that space is really important for writing. Yeah. Uh, I am unable to. I know other people who write in between. You know, in between lots happening. Yeah. Like I have colleagues <laughs> who write. They're writing at the airport. They're waiting for a flight. They're writing. I'm not that kind of writer. I can't do that. Yeah. So for me, I just need some space. But I think there are different kinds of people yeah. in terms of how they write. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think uh, you have covered a lot of things. So last five questions okay. I have. So yeah. Okay. Uh, what would be the best advice you ever received from someone? First, from someone. What is the best advice that I've received for someone from yeah. someone? Yeah, I think it's both an advice and it's now also, uh, you know, something that I believe in deeply. I think we really should choose our line of work in something that we are really passionate about and what we deeply care about. Okay. Because um, we will automatically apply ourselves so well that we will be successful because we are involved and we love what we do. So yeah. I think... Uh, this is one of the best thing advice that anyone's given me and what I believe also. Yeah, don't don't work in a space and you know that you don't like. Okay. Right? So you yeah, really like what you do. That's mm -hmm. when you'll do well. Okay. A worst advice? Worst advice that people don't matter. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, so an advice to anyone who wants to become an author. Say that again. Anyone who wants to, an advice to anyone who wants to become an author? Oh, okay. I think, uh, I think uh, you must have uh, as the seed of your writing something that a story or an idea that you really want to present to the world. Okay. Yeah. So I think if uh, an author needs to have that, if you don't have that at the core, then I'm guessing that you may just have a set of 10 stories in your book and there is no life in that book. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think if you really have a seed of a, of a very core message that you want to give, then mm -hmm. I think you make a good, you know, I think you write well. Okay, wonderful. 
so uh, I think uh, I have two, three questions. One more. Um, so, uh, okay. La, an advice to your 18 year old self. Life is really long and there's a lot of time to do everything that you want to do. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. So last question. Uh, if you want to give a message to the audience or uh, give your contact or whatever you want to speak, it's an open, open place for you. Um, I, I'm just thinking, you know, you said your audience is uh, a young, youthful audience, right? Yeah. So um, I think a couple of messages, and I, and I say this because I, I'm also a mother to two girls. Yeah, My daughters are 20 and 15, uh, you know, young audience, just like you, yeah. just like yours. And I think uh, my advice to, or not, not even advice, what I would share is, uh, you know, Try many things in life, yeah, because what you study may not be what you are going to work in your career. Yeah, yeah. So use your time to dabble in many things and you will find somewhere that your your eyes light up with something. Yes. Yeah. So be aware to that moment because uh, we must be aware about these smaller things that really excite us and draw us because that's a good way to think about what you want to build in your future. Yeah. That's one. I think the other uh, thing that I would say, especially to a youthful generation is live life a lot more in the real, which means, you know, we have a big space of uh, social media and uh, a digital presence, etc. Yeah, but there is really no replacement for, uh, you know, um, uh, for a human connection. Yeah, and uh -huh. I find for, for younger people, it's so good to be out there, meet people, just be physically with others. Yeah, don't yeah. Uh, don't build your life, uh, you know, on on a on a platform that's not real. So I think uh, I noticed this as a psychologist because a lot of uh, younger people uh, don't have that full connection, yeah. and I think it's wonderful to live fully in the physical presence of people, tasks, buzzing life, rather than on our devices. So yeah. I think this is uh, uh, very important for mental health. So, so that's, I think that's what I would like to share. So thank you very much. Had a wonderful session with you and uh, full insightful, yeah. uh, a lot of messages together. Thank you for joining in us today. All right. Thank you. <laughs>